Good afternoon, everyone. It's Allie Corman, Justin Nielsen here with a look at the action in today's session, Monday, November 13th. Justin, what are we going to be focusing on today? Well, we'll definitely take a look at the markets uh, and also a few stocks, including Shopify, DoorDash, and Lee Auto. Okay, well, let's get to it. First, let's take a look at the major indexes today, a mixed session, the Dow and the Russell in the green, the Dow up about two tenths of a percent, the Russell up less than one tenth of a percent. On the downside, down fractionally was the S&P 500 down less than one tenth of a percent, and the NASDAQ down about two tenths of a percent. But off the lows today, we did have two weeks in a row now, Justin, of some very strong gains. So could we now be getting the pause? Yeah, the pause that we've all been waiting for, right? Um, and look, Thursday, it looked like that's what was happening, but then it was followed up on the NASDAQ with a very strong 2% gain on Friday uh, to, to really cap off a strong week. Um, and look, the the NASDAQ composite wasn't giving up much ground today. I mean, we're still inside day from Friday, uh, down just a couple tenths of a percent. Uh, that's that's really not much. But keep in mind that the NASDAQ composite is looking a lot different than a lot of the other indexes. I mean, the S&P 500, um, you know, that's strong too, up above its 50-day moving average line. Uh, it's, it's broken its downtrend, but you go to the Dow Jones Industrial Average, uh, that actually got a death cross today. That's where the 50-day moving average line goes below the 200-day moving average line. Now, personally, I don't really like this signal. I think it's too late most of the time, both the death cross and the golden cross. But it's notable that uh, that's something that was happening there. This has still got some work to do, um, even though it is ab above both its 50 and 200-day line. But you look at the IWM, which is the Russell 2000 small cap, that came up to its 50-day, got turned away, it's been, you know, it's been threatening to take out its lows. Uh, so a lot more work needs to be done uh, on that index. And the, you know, the, the, the mid caps are right there with it. And even if you look at RSP, which is the the equal weighted S&P 500, you know, that's not looking great either. I mean, it, it, it came up to its 50 day moving average line and got turned away. So there's still some there's still some damage out there in most stocks. Uh, the NASDAQ composite just really isn't showing it because it's got the heavyweights that are looking great. Right, exactly. And I know that's been uh, showing up in our stock selection, right? Or or our portfolio exposure, if it's going with the indexes, going the ETF route uh, to get some of that exposure and uh, selectively with um, some of those mega cap names, which have been outperforming and continue to look really good. Yeah, and and it's it's almost been you have to be very careful of the stocks that you need to avoid in this market and not look at the indexes and say, oh, it's going to be okay. Uh, there's still a lot of stocks out there that are pretty decimated, and you just you know have have no business really looking at them. Yeah, so true. Let's take a look at the ten-year Treasury yield up today, but off highs. So maybe that. Uh, was helpful when we saw the indexes come off their lows or start to reverse higher some of them today. Could we tie it to what we saw with the 10-year yield today up but off highs just fractionally higher? Yeah, absolutely. This is something that's very important. And look, you know, I don't think that the importance of the 10-year treasury yield is going away. Uh, there, there was a lot of kind of back and forth action that was happening last week as, uh, you know, Jerome Powell made some comments and a lot of people are looking at what you know, what exactly should we expect for the Fed to do? A lot of people are looking at the possibility of 
rate cuts, uh, May, June, it keeps on getting pushed around a little bit when those cuts could happen. But the bottom line is the Fed still is pretty insistent and consistent that if if the conditions require it, they're still willing to do more uh, more tightening. Mm-hmm. Let's take a look at some sector ETFs. Here's a look at Home Builders XHB. A big week of power. Then we saw it go tight. So this is looking pretty interesting here. And some standouts in the group in this index here and or in this ETF look even stronger. Yeah, Pulte Homes, Toll Brothers, those were a few that we were talking about today on IBD Live. Um, but this is something that is probably going to be very tied to that uh, 10-year Treasury yield. You know, the, a lot of people are looking at, hey, if we can get some easing in the yields, um, that could bring a lot more people into the into the home market uh, in terms of buying. And the home builders, the ones that are poised right now with such low inventory, uh, where are you going to get your house from? Well, the home builders might be the place. Exactly. And chip stocks, how are they doing? NVIDIA had a nice day today, but an inside day here for SMH after an explosive move last Friday for the chip sector up 4%, definitely outpacing the broad market there. We also have a trend line that was cleared. And now not only are we seeing SMH above the mid-October peak, but it looks like it's now knocking on the door of the early September highs as well. Yeah, and I believe you and Ed covered uh, uh, Taiwan Semiconductor TSM on Friday. Uh, that was helping SMH quite a bit. Uh, so the fact that, again, it, it, this was kind of a, a nothing day, right? It was inside. It's really at the top of the range. But you also mentioned NVIDIA. And I think it's important that you kind of keep in mind that NVIDIA earnings are coming up. So that's something that could you know, for good or for good or bad could leak out to the rest of this sector. So just be yes. very aware of that. Absolutely. Good point there. So coming up next Tuesday and let's take a look at IGV tracking the software sector fractionally higher today. And we also have this group above the early to mid October highs coming up on the early September levels. Yeah. And what I really want to point out here is just look at that relative strength. You know, the the, the relative strength of the software group, uh, this is this is something that's really sticking out. Remember, this relative strength is versus the S&P 500, the line here, uh, the number that's going to be relevant to all stocks in our database. Um, so the, the line is what we're looking at here. And the S&P 500, um, you know, the IGV is really beating that soundly. And to that end, we could probably talk about our first stock, Shopify, because one of the standouts in the software sector has been the Computer Software Enterprise Group, uh, number 43 for this group. But a lot of stocks that we've been looking at that kind of fit the bill in terms of setups are coming from this group. And Shopify has just kind of added its name into the ring. Um, it got back above its 50-day moving average line after its earnings uh, just uh, a week ago. Um, and it's now holding kind of tight. So I like the fact that it kind of came up to this level and is just holding right there above 60 because this can kind of build a platform from which it can launch. Um, also, they do have an investor day or analyst day, I should say, uh, coming up on December 5th. So that's worth 
uh, jotting down in your notes as something to, to be aware of, because a lot of times information will come out at these analyst days. Uh, some good questions asked by the analysts get, get some answers. Uh, so that's something that's important. And also, you know, for more information, we often do the stock of the day and Shopify was our stock of the day today. So Reinhard Krauss uh, did a nice article kind of wrapping up what's happening uh, with this stock. Yes, and it is right there in this news section. Now, not the prettiest of bases <laughs> here, Justin, but we do like those shakeouts in the double bottoms and a powerful move on earnings in some volume coupled with this reacceleration of growth here coming back to life this year and next after you know, a little post COVID kind of hit there. I don't think it was related to COVID, but it's turning back around and producing the kind of growth that we had gotten used to in 2020 from this yeah. company. And, and look, it, it's, you know, I'm glad you're showing the weekly here because it's worth remembering that not too long ago, this was a stock that went all the way from almost 180 uh, down to 20. 23. And so you just have to remember that no matter how great a stock is, uh, they can all suffer big, big losses. And rather than holding through that whole thing, because look, the, the fact is, okay, Shopify, it's coming back. I mean, it's it's gone from 23 to 60. So it's well on the road to recovery. But there are so many of these stocks that just never come back. So you never want to be so married to a stock that you're like, hey, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. And Shopify certainly fits the bill in a lot of regards there. But you never know if, if the stock is ever going to come back. And I always think of like Cisco. Um, and, and Microsoft, you know, Cisco still has not hit the 2000 highs, um, you know, from from so long ago, uh, you know, and this is a company that everyone still uses all the time. It didn't go away, but the stock never hit those highs again. Microsoft also, you know, it took 15 years for it to get back to its highs from 2000. And the only reason it did it was because it was able to reinvent itself, itself mm -hmm. with cloud computing. And now, possibly again with AI. So look, there are those exceptions of stocks that do come back after these long uh, periods of time where they don't perform, but you got you can't think that that's gonna happen with everything. Exactly, yeah, because I mean, this was a breakout. It broke out of a base here, uh, but it did have sell signals. So hopefully, uh, you're right, Justin, traders were following those sell signals and not writing something like this or anything for that matter all the way down. Uh, we could be deploying our money elsewhere, something that is in an uptrend and going to have better odds of making us money than losing us money. So being on the right side of stocks, uh, as you mentioned, is just so important. So or even holding on to the cash you know, <laughs> rather than deploying it. I mean, if you can if you can reduce your drawdown and then start your next rally from a higher point, that's going to let you make a lot more progress in your account over time. Yes. Couldn't agree more. Let's now go to DoorDash, retail internet name, breaking out of a double bottom on earnings and now going tighter here. Let's take a closer look. Uh, this wasn't a bounce off of the 21-day line, Justin. This was a bounce off of the 10-day line, but it also happened right around that gap up low and the, do the double bottom buy point today. I was almost going to throw this one over to you, Allie, because you brought this up in an internal discussion, and I, I think you were making some good points, and I was I was backing you up on this because, yes, it is a 10-day line bounce, and that's not something we're typically looking at as an entry, but where did it come down to? 
right to the top of that double bottom uh, or double bottom entry. The 85.38 is your is your double bottom entry. It broke out of that on earnings. Nice volume on the way up there, and this pullback has had some pretty pretty light volume comparatively. So mm -hmm. I think the pullback was fairly orderly. Um, it came down to a level that you know, you'd expect it to. Sure, it could have come down to the 50-day moving average line or the 21-day moving average line, but that actually would have looked a little worse. You know, I think that where it came down to, <laughs> I think it was nice that it got support yeah. there. So I think I'm a little bit more willing to take a chance on something uh, that that's refusing to give up ground. And DoorDash actually kind of helped uh, Uber a little bit too. When DoorDash came out with its earnings, Uber did fairly well, you know, because it's got the Uber Eats. So I think that there's a lot to be looking at for these these companies. And, uh, you know, both of them look uh, pretty good. Uber a little bit better, um, but, you know, mm -hmm. DoorDash is, is looking interesting as well. Yeah. And that's the one that I'm playing here in this theme. But I think you could also see this as some sort of handle. It's not like it's running, it's been running away and has a bounce off of the 10 day line. I mean, it's, you know, one could one could use their imagination there uh, for some sort of handle. But I don't even think you need that much of an imagination. I mean, you go to the <laughs> weekly chart and I, I think it's I think it's pretty clear. I don't I don't think you're yeah. going out on a limb at all. This is a, a nice breakout and a lot of double bottoms to do form handles. Mm -hmm. And this this looks this looks just like a handle to me. So yeah. I, I don't think you're a you know, paint, painting crazy trees here at all. Well, I'm picking up what you're putting down, Justin. Okay. I'm with you. Let's now go to Lee Auto with a nice move today up 6.8%. Volume was above average. And last week we saw the stock gap up on earnings. Uh, I nope, think it not was. Not quite earnings. No, it was. It I, wasn't I think, earnings. Some no, sort I of think news what there. happened, I, I think China, uh, China is kind of saying, look, we're going to do some stimulus. We're going to, you know, we're going to try and get our economy back on track. Um, there's a lot of things that China's, you know, doing to kind of spur growth. Um, All right. But, so the, the earnings was that ended up being the reversal day. That's right. Yeah, That's right. Yeah. It did reverse. And so it's pulled in a little bit. But what do you think about where it is now, Justin? Could this be setting up for another move higher? I know you and I have talked a lot about that 40 level being pretty key for this stock. Yeah. And um, yeah, we, this is another thing that we talked about on IBD Live today because, yeah, you draw that line at 40 and you can see how it's it's hit its head there a number of times. Um, what I do like about Liato is that, you know, this last rally that it had, it really was kind of bucking the trend of China. Now, granted, EVs, that's kind of a its own animal. So you have to kind of take that into consideration. Um, but I still think that this is something that looks a lot better than a lot of the Chinese names. Um, again, the EV, the EV thing is strong. So you have to be aware of what's happening there. Um, but this is something that has broken a downtrend. Uh, it, it, it's back above its 50-day moving average line, came down, tested it again, uh, found support there. But now there's two questions here. The number one question, of course, is that 40 level. Can it can it kind of get above that? You can see the congestion there in August and September and going back further. But also, do you have the stomach for it? You know, look at this. This is a day where it was up almost 7%. And it doesn't look like that much, you know. So uh, yeah. if 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 you're able to stomach seven percent moves up and down because that reversal on earnings wasn't great either, right. uh, you know, maybe this is something that can work for you. But you have to know what you're getting into. If you're not someone who can handle that much volatility uh, and big swings, this is not the stock for you. You're just going to have to move on to something else. But yeah, uh, if, and you if can you speak from that, personal experience because. Uh, <laughs> 
You were in this bucking Bronco uh, for I, a nice I, gain at one point. I was. I did get a. I did get a good gain out of it. But again, it, it's it's much easier once you get a cushion, right? Yeah. Once you get a cushion, it's uh, it's a little bit easier. And it did hold that 21 day moving average line the whole way. That did kind of make it easier. But even when it came off uh, a, a little bit, luckily I had sold some into strength when it really kind of changed the angle of its ascent yeah. at the end there. Um, because otherwise, you know, I, I would have, I would have been hurting a little bit on that earnings report where it came down so much. Mm -hmm. Um, they can come down very quick, very fast, uh, once they top. So you have to be very wary of that. And with a stock that's already volatile, if it comes down quick, you know, that can be very painful. Mm -hmm. Justin, uh, really quickly, what are your thoughts on some of these select China related stocks that we've been seeing bubble up on some of our screens lately? It seems like uh, maybe there's not a chorus, but there's not a lone wolf here. There are, you know, perhaps some regulatory risks to be aware of or just Chinese economic risks uh, yeah. to be, right, Government to be risks. aware of these, right? <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts? There, there are. And so I think a lot of times for me, what it boils down to is um, two things. I mean, price, you know, trumps all, right? But number two, the relative strength. I think the relative strength will often tell you quite a bit um, if, if these are things that are, you know, strong relative to other, you know, group, uh, group mates, country mates, you know, what have you. And even, you know, look, I'm going to be having high expectations. If you're going to get my money and get, you know, have right. me take that extra risk, you've got to be already performing. So I do think yeah. that there are some stocks out there. Um, you know, the a few that we've been talking about include Liato, uh, PDD, uh, Miniso. Um, you know, there are these select few that, you know, I think as a, a starting point, look for the ones that have remained above their 50-day moving average line and have held that line um, because those are the ones that I think have been showing a little bit more strength. So that's definitely a place to start. Okay. And if you don't want to trade these stocks, I mean, there's a lot of other stocks Plenty out there. Others. Yeah. And, and ones that don't have nearly the volatility, you know, so, Hey, you know, Microsoft, I mean, there, there, there's, there's some big heavyweights right now that are doing just fine. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks so much, Justin, for your analysis today. And thanks everyone for tuning in. That is it from us, but be sure to tune in tomorrow morning to ibdliveinvestors.com slash ibdlive for all the details. We will be breaking down the market action, stocks on the move, portfolio management strategies, and more. So we'll see you there. And we'll also see you right back here tomorrow at the close.